All around the world, people are floundering. There's something missing, something more that they just can't grasp. Do you feel it too? Welcome to the Higher Purpose Podcast. Every week, host Kevin Monroe will help you navigate to your true north and flourish in faith, business, and life. You found us for a reason. Stay tuned to find out why. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Higher Purpose Podcast. Hey, I want you to know that I'm incredibly grateful and I'm actually a bit humbled for the opportunity for us to connect again via this podcast. As I began preparing for this episode, it occurred to me that this is episode number 25. Wow, that's a quarter of the way to episode 100. But you knew that because you're a smart person and you know basic math. I say that because it's part of the compound effect that I've been thinking about a lot lately. It's the idea of starting something, continuing to do it, and suddenly you've accomplished more than you may have ever imagined possible. It's just the compound effect of of little actions on a consistent basis. I'd really love to know how you discovered the podcast and what you enjoy most about the show. That would help us as we plan the next 25 episodes and beyond. Hey, you can email me at kevin at higherpurposepodcast.com or you can call me at 678-744-5111. Yes, I really did just give you my phone number and I'd love to hear from you. Let's talk about something today that comes up frequently in conversations about purpose. Actually, it's conversations about purpose that have really helped me crystallize my thinking about this topic. And it's a topic that may have caused you some consternation along the way. Let me tell you, it has certainly caused me more than my fair share of consternation. I want to label it the clarity conundrum. Maybe that sounds a bit like the title of an episode of The Big Bang Theory. They've done several episodes with conundrum in the titles, if you're familiar with the show. By now, you've probably figured out that I love words, and the right word goes such a long way in communication. Now, I've never spoken publicly or or, or to anyone, really, about the clarity conundrum before now. Actually, I'm not sure I ever used the phrase before, but as I was thinking about this episode, the idea of clarity kept coming to mind. Now, a conundrum, in case you're wondering, is a confusing and difficult problem or question. In some cases, it's a question asked more for amusement, typically one that has a pun in the answer, you know, a riddle. I want to be clear especially since we're talking about clarity and purpose, this isn't a riddle, and I'm not amused by the clarity conundrum. Actually, the reason conundrum came to mind to pair with the word clarity, besides the obvious reason of alliteration that you've also figured out I'm a fan of, it's just how much confusion is generated by the idea of clarity, especially as it relates to purpose in life, work, including leadership or service. For many people, clarity about their purpose is a conundrum. They know they want it and currently don't have as much clarity as they would like, and they really aren't sure what to do to get more clarity. And therein lies the conundrum, or at least part of it. So let's tackle this topic of clarity today, especially relative to purpose. 
your personal purpose, your leadership purpose, the, the purpose of your business or company or enterprise, all of that is incredibly important. So how do you find clarity about purpose, life, work, leadership, business, service? Well, that's a great question. And it's one that usually merits one of my standard consultant answers. It depends. You're familiar with that answer. And actually, it does depend on a variety of factors, most of, re- most of which relate to your personal preference and your wiring. What works best for you may not work best for others, and there really isn't a one-size-fits-all answer on how you find clarity. Now, there are some ways that, that people have found helpful, and I want to talk about those. Actually, I want to share four ways that I found helpful, and maybe they're helpful to you on your quest for clarity. So number one, write your way to clarity. I will tell you, I have found this particularly helpful. I found this helpful at very dark times in my life, and I found it helpful to do some of this privately, and I've also done some writing publicly to help find that clarity and help find what resonates and connects with others. So what might you write about? Well, here are a few things. One, just this act of daily journaling. Keep a journal. Maybe you develop a list of questions and you answer those key questions regularly, perhaps daily. If you're journaling, what one thing that's really important is that periodically you step back and you read through your journal entries looking for patterns and themes. And once you identify those, those really help you understand and find clarity. Now, another writing exercise that I've done and have recommended others find it helpful. Write out your ideal future in as much detail as possible. You know, as a matter of fact, I did one of these exercises just earlier today in my journaling time. So how does this work? Well, pick a date out, some years out, maybe three, five, seven, or 10 years. This morning, I actually just fast-forwarded to December 30th, 2018, and I started writing what we're celebrating at the end of this year. It's what my friend Mike Kim uh, encouraged me to do, to think future present. I've also called it reverse engineering the future. So write out and go to that date in the future, you know, one year, three year, five, seven, ten years out, whatever it is, and describe what your life looks like. Where are you? What are you doing? What are you celebrating? What's occupying your time? Who are the people? That, that you're working with? Who are the people you're celebrating with? It's just a great exercise. So writing out this ideal future. Another writing exercise. Stay with me on this. Some of you may you know, think this a bit more, but write your legacy. The better word to use when we're thinking about this is write your obituary. Uh, you know, hopefully that doesn't creep you out. This is an exercise that a lot of people suggest when you're writing your life plan. It's a bit like Tom Sawyer attending his own funeral. So imagine that you're there and people are celebrating your life. They're not so much mourning your death. That's the morbid part, but they're celebrating your life. What do you want to be remembered for? And what do you hope people are celebrating? Now, 
As you do that, let me remind you something. We create our legacies one moment, one encounter, one day at a time. You're you're, you're creating your legacy today, whether you want to stop and think about it or not. Hey, another writing exercise. Uh, Imagine if this one was inspired years ago. Uh, Our family loves board games, and, and there was a board game, Imagine If. This led me to work with some groups and individuals in imagining if exercises. If anything were possible, what would you do? If you weren't facing the con- the current constraints you're facing, what might be possible? What ideas might you entertain? In last week's episode, I shared one other writing exercise that I believe is really important, and that's writing out the timeline and story of your life. You, you, you can go to that exercise or, or go to that... Uh, episode, episode 24, and find that exercise. It's included in the show notes. If there's something else that you have found in terms of a writing exercise that's particularly helpful, please let me know. You now know how to get in touch with me. So that's all about writing. Number two, talk your way to clarity. This is helpful for those of us that are verbal processors. So maybe you find it helpful to discuss or describe some of the same topics we were just talking about in the writing exercises. Or if you started by writing it out, you might also find it incredibly helpful to sit down and talk it through with someone. You know, I find it, it's amazing when you hear yourself say or share some of the things out loud that you're not really sure before that moment that you really believed were possible. When you say it out loud, it's incredibly affirming. And sometimes you are amazed at what you hear yourself say, and you weren't really sure you believed it until you heard yourself saying it so confidently to others. So talking your way to clarity. What are some other things you may want to talk about? Well, maybe you need to process something from your past. Uh, You you know, in the the lifeline and story of your life exercise, I encourage you to identify defining moments, refining moments, confining moments. Those those defining moments are are decisions that really kind of locked you into a path. Uh, Refining moments are those that changed a path. Confining moments are those that that sought to lock you into a box. So maybe you've had something, something painful, and you need help processing that. Talking that through may be helpful. Dreaming your future is another one of those topics that's really helpful to talk out. Identifying your gifts and talents I found is really incredibly helpful to get the input of others. And exploring your options for a situation. I'm going to say more about that in just a moment. Hey, there's a unique tool I discovered probably 12, 15 years ago. It's called Appreciative Inquiry. We incorporate it in many of our live programs. uh, And sometimes I do it one-on-one with people, even in a Zoom call. But Appreciative Inquiry provides an approach that unlocks many of these things by exploring high point moments in your life or in leadership, work service, whatever the area is. But it's going back to those really high point moments and finding the story and sharing the story helps unlock those. Also, you may find it helpful to have deep conversations with a friend, maybe 
a counselor, you know, processing your past, if, if that's really a painful issue, or a coach. You may find those to be just the ticket. In our Pathway to Purpose programs that I'll talk more about at the end, we include a mix of these written and verbal exercises, and we do it in a safe and structured space of a community that, that can be a catalyst for clarity for many people. Number three, I want to talk to you about something that's very unique. It's a clarity council, and maybe you're in, in such a unique situation in life or you have such a big decision that convening a clarity council would really help you. you know, there are situations and circumstances where this is the perhaps the best tool to use. You're saying, what's a clarity council? Well, let me explain. It dates back to the 1600s, a practice of the Quakers. They called it clearness committee. I prefer clarity council. So the Clarity Council is a group of people who gather around you as you're seeking clarity, and they create a supportive environment for, for this really deep inquiry. They serve you by asking questions that help you find clarity. As a matter of fact, questions are all they can ask, and they are forbidden from disguising advice in the form of a question. You know what that's like. Hey, Kevin, don't you really think you should do? That's not a question. That's advice guised, disguised as a question. So the purpose of the Clarity Council is, is to be this, this loving, supportive sounding board and a haven for you, the inquirer, to really find the answer that's in you. Because, see, here's what I believe what the Quakers knew. Most of us, the, we know that the answer is in us. They're just things that are clouding us from seeing that. So a clarity council helps remove the fog and helps you find that answer that when you find it, you know it's your answer. So if you want to do a clarity council, find three or four people who are great listeners and even better question askers and ask them to come around you and, and you know, spend 60, 90 minutes together in a fun conversation. This fourth area that I want to share is prayer, meditation, and reflection. Now, many of you are either people of faith or you're open to faith and spirituality. Perhaps you pray, meditate, or, or practice some type of reflection that you believe or you found helps you find clarity. Now, I will tell you, all three of these are vital to me in my personal pursuit of clarity, and I practice them on a daily basis. Sometimes I do it here in, in, in my office. Sometimes in, in when the weather's uh, permitting, I do it on our back porch in the morning. Sometimes I just get out into nature and take a walk. And suddenly, you know, when, when, when you're in that uh, prayer or meditative or reflective space, you see something with more clarity than you've previously been able to see. And it's amazing. It's, it's like an epiphany. So maybe you find that happening for you. So those are four ways that have helped me and others find clarity. Now, I want you to remember my comment, or I want to remind you of my comment from earlier in the episode about how conversations about purpose have helped me crystallize my thinking on this topic. And I want to talk about one of those conversations specifically and unpack it a bit. If you go back to episode 13, I interviewed Jeff Goins. He's an author written uh, five books now. And Jeff and I got talking about clarity. He made the comment that clarity comes through action is, is what he believes. Well, I want to tell you, that really got me thinking a lot. 
And, and, and actually, it led me to having conversations with others. Shortly thereafter, we were uh, conducting the Navigating North Summit, and I had several conversations on purpose, many of which included this exploration around clarity. Here's where I've landed on my understanding of finding clarity about your purpose. Clarity comes through contemplation and reflection. It's confirmed in action. Let me say that again. Clarity comes through contemplation and reflection, at least for many of us. Yet it is confirmed in action. I want to go a little bit further down this road. And and I want to, I've been saving this question. I actually considered opening with this question, but I believe it's better for us to have this conversation now. Just how much clarity do you need? Or perhaps a better version of the question is, how much clarity do you need to get started or to take the next step? My belief is not as much as you may think. And that's another part of the clarity conundrum. You see, somehow, many of us seem to think that we need, or at least we really want, a step-by-step set of directions like you get with GPS before you ever leave home. And, And many for whom clarity has not yet come are resistant to take the first step because we don't have the whole plan laid out. Brennan Manning, he's one of my favorite authors, in, in his book, Ruthless Trust, which Jeff Goins referred to me or referred me to in our conversation, recounts a conversation about clarity with Mother Teresa. So I want to read from the book, Ruthless Trust, this little section. When the brilliant ethicist John Cavanaugh went to work for three months at the House of the Dying in Calcutta, he was seeking a clear answer as to how to best spend the rest of his life. On the first morning there, he met Mother Teresa. She asked, and what can I do for you? Kavanaugh asked her to pray for him. What do you want me to pray for? That's a great question to ask. Mother Teresa asked, what do you want me to pray for? He voiced the request that he had borne thousands of miles from the United States. Pray that I have clarity. Now, let me pause. How many of you have that request or have made that request. I certainly have. Hey, pray that I have clarity. Listen to what happened next in this encounter. Mother Teresa said firmly, no, I will not do that. When he asked why, she said, clarity is the last thing you are clinging to and must let go of. When Kavanaugh commented that she always seemed to have the clarity he longed for, She laughed and said, I have never had clarity. What I have always had is trust. So I will pray that you trust God. And then here's this great phrase from Brennan Manning. Craving clarity, we attempt to eliminate the risk of trusting God. So that makes me go, whoa. And it makes me pause a moment and say, wow, Mother Teresa never had clarity? Okay, that might be a bit mind-boggling for you. It certainly is for me. And once again, that's why I call this the clarity conundrum. It's as though we want to know everything that will ever be required of us before taking the first step on the journey. 
Here's something else I've realized. Clarity alone won't cut it. Let me see, let me repeat that. Clarity alone won't cut it. Somehow we think if we have more clarity, then we will have more courage and confidence. You know what I've discovered? In some cases, clarity actually creates more questions than courage. So at this point, I'm not sure how much courage comes from clarity. Maybe I once believed that courage really came from clarity, but I now realize trust is required to set sail on the seas of purpose. Trust builds courage. Trust breeds confidence. Let's return to the question of how much clarity do you need to get started? Hopefully, you realize it's not as much as you once imagined. It's great if you have clarity for the next step, two or three steps, maybe even further. Many of us have become so dependent on the GPS on our phones that we're not sure where to go unless the voice has told us, turn right, turn left, you know, a hundred feet, turn left. Well, have you ever had it happen to you that you you find yourself somewhere where you don't have the satellite connection? You're not really sure where where you are. You're in unfamiliar surroundings. I find this a lot on my travels. Sometimes I end up in an uh, you know, downtown part of a major city, and you're there surrounded by buildings, or perhaps you're in a parking deck cut off from satellite connection. And you're waiting for instructions before you get started. Well, you can sit a long time waiting for those instructions before you get started. So when it's not that clear, here's what I find myself doing. I just start I go in the direction that I believe to be right. This is what we talked about, the whole idea of navigating north. I have values. I have aspirations, and those form my north. So when I'm not sure what to do, I begin navigating north, and I set out in that direction. And perhaps you've heard me or others say it before. It's really hard to steer a parked car. So you start the journey and you course correct as you go. Those days when I've not had satellite connection, some days I start out right and it, you know, then I get the the instruction to say, hey, in a mile, turn left, turn right. Or other times I get the instruction to say, make a U-turn or go around the block. Then go back and turn left. You know, you started out in the wrong direction. But at least I started. So start the journey. And as you go, I believe you'll see the truth of an ancient proverb that I believe aptly describes the journey to purpose. The path to purpose gets brighter and brighter until the full light of day. You know, if you've ever been camping or hiking and you set out early in the morning, pre-dawn, you know, before the sun rises, it's dark. And sometimes it's so dark, you can't even see the ground underneath you. You, you can't see the rocks or the roots that you, you may be tripping over. So you're, you're moving very slowly. But as you take one step and another very carefully, suddenly as the sun begins to rise, you can see more clearly, you can see more further down the road. And you begin to pick up your pace, your confidence, and your confidence increases, and your courage about the journey increases as well. So get started now. You see, we talked about last week. This is your time. This is your year. Clarity will come.
The haze will disappear. The fog will lift. You will see more clearly. Just resist the idea that you must have complete clarity before you begin. That will prevent you from ever starting, and starting is so very important. And I can't conclude without a comment about community. As much or more as you think you need clarity, you really need community. So do I. We need to be connected to a vibrant community of like-minded people who are on the same quest we're on. Earlier, I started to mention this when I had uh, referenced gifting, but I want to save this comment and make it in the context of community. There are a couple of funny things about gifting. When you're operating in your gift, whether you realize it or not, when you're operating in an area of gifting, what is obvious to you is amazing. Perhaps it's even elusive to others. They don't understand how you see that. They don't understand how you connect those dots and how you make those conclusions. But when you're seeking to identify your gifts and your unique abilities, those may be totally oblivious to you yet they're completely obvious to others. And that's one more reason that purpose thrives in community and starves in isolation. So sometimes these conversations are really important to have with others as you're seeking to identify the patterns. Uh, I don't believe other people can tell you what your purpose in life is, but they see the patterns, they see the gifts, they see the footprints, and they can help you affirm or confirm those things that you're discovering. So, hey, if you're clear that this is your year and now is your time, yet you're still a bit cloudy about everything else, then now might be the perfect time for you to join us for Pathway to Purpose. This is six weeks of guided small group conversations, activities, exercises, all designed to help you process everything we've discussed in this episode, last week's episode, and more. You can learn more at kevindemonroe.com forward slash jumpstart. Again, that's kevindemonroe.com forward slash jumpstart. I look forward to exploring the possibilities with you and hope you will join us and that we can help you find that clarity, the courage, the confidence, and connect you to community where you move forward and enjoy what you are here to do. So as we wrap up, I want to remind you, you are meant for more. Stop settling for less. Until next time, I'm your guide, Kevin Monroe. Remember, purpose thrives in community and dies in isolation. If you're ready to jumpstart your journey to purpose, now might be the time to join our program. Spend time with others who are navigating north toward their purpose and together make 2018 a year to remember. Go to kevindemonroe.com slash jumpstart. That's kevindemonroe.com slash jumpstart.